What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome to the championship weekend day one recap episode of the Cree Side presented by Barstool Sports. Your one-stop shot for that stick talk for lax rats by lax rats. I'm Jordy from Barstool. Right now we are in a uh, hotel room in Milford, Massachusetts. Uh, just getting back here from day one of championship weekend. You got myself here on the mic. We got Robbie O in the building. And we've also on? got uh, camera guy Steve in here as well. Uh, Steve, he's, he's behind the camera, but he's probably the best out of all of us. Played a little bit at Hofstra. Also got some runs at with the uh, Ohio Machine and the MLL. Not a big deal or anything like that. But uh, Steve, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, excited to be here. Happy to have you, man. It's been, it's been some trip from uh, leaving New York City at 530 in the morning to... Uh, now just getting day two started, but uh, I would say day one was extremely successful. Lived up to the hype, fan-wise, maybe not game-wise. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest, I, I didn't quite know what to expect when we first got to Gillette, um, but I mean, the the you know everyone there who listens to the podcast or follows us on Twitter or Instagram and stuff, you guys were showing a ton of love yesterday, so that was, uh, you know, that was super cool for the both of us. Uh, you know, we understand that lacrosse, it's still a smaller sport so you know we, we don't quite have the same exact numbers as you know some other uh you know big time sports but the fact that all the fans were out and about at Gillette yesterday was huge uh, and you know uh glad that everyone got to see not the best day of lacrosse yeah. uh it, you know it kind of uh you know we had a shit pumping in the first game and second game uh you know it kind of it only had like three phases to the game like duke took we'll talk about it a little bit later when we break down the games but duke took off maryland kind of came back a little bit and then duke finished it out so wasn't exactly the greatest day of lacrosse if you're looking for tight games overtime games or shit like that but as far as game day experience goes uh you know i i don't think that we could have asked for a better day yeah i mean beautiful weather can't really ask for much. I mean, Jordy even said it. We really appreciate, you know, everyone stopping to say, you know, how much they appreciate the podcast and what we've been doing for the sport of all ages. So obviously really appreciate that. But as far as this Yale-Albany game goes, you know, these teams played each other earlier in the season, April 22nd, and Yale smacked them around a little bit then, and Yale smacked them around a little bit now. Uh, the first score was 14-6. to and then yesterday, we just saw an absolute, like Jordy said, shit pumping, a molly whopping, a nice old-fashioned whooping, 20-11. to 11. I don't care who you're playing. If it's a Final Four game and you put up 20 goals, they, they were on a whole different level. Ben Reeves with nine points, Gaudet with six goals, five in the first half. This team just looked like they were on a whole different level. Yeah, I mean, camera guy Steve, you had probably the best seat in the house. You're you're there on the sidelines taking uh, strictly still photos. If the NCAA, strictly, NCAA, stills. strictly if, stills, yeah, 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 no, no video whatsoever. Strictly stills, but uh, yeah, I mean, they got out to a seven-one start, and it was just, it was just bad, guys. I mean, Albany, you know what a what a potent off- offense they have. You know, it was just they couldn't get it going, and uh, Yale struck first, and they kept it going the entire game. Dude, and you guys will see with some of the pictures that Steve was taking, like, dude, this Yale team, you watch them on TV and, like, you know that, you know, they're pretty big, pretty fast, pretty talented. You're watching them there in person on the field. Dude, this is a team who, like, 
if, if I don't think that they go to class at all. They can't go to class. They have to be like if they're studying for finals and shit like that. It has to be in the weight room because this is a meat and potatoes lacrosse team, dude. These kids are fucking huge. I'm watching Chris Fake. He's a freshman. I want to see his birth certificate first of all. He's a freshman. He's a 19 year old kid. He's out there. He's the biggest guy on the field. His calves. He's got two tree trunks tree for trunk, legs. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this is just a Yale team where, you know, not only were they dominating Albany on the scoreboard, not only were they were they beating them up, you know, as, as far as the score goes, but they were just physically dominating the shit out of this Albany team. I mean, we saw, uh, you know, Chris Fake had a huge hit in uh, – you know, at, at some point yeah. in that game, uh, you know, Connor Fields, again, it's tough because of his knee. He's not 100% healthy, but, you know, he wasn't really able to get anything done dodging. And I think even if he was healthy, he probably wouldn't have yeah. a lot of assists. I mean, he still put up three goals to assist. Yeah. He still, you know, put up numbers. But as far as dodging one-on-one goes against a team like Albany, you can't go one-on-one against these guys because they're just going to jam the shit out of you. No, and Fields is a warrior, and we've said it once. We'll say it multiple times. You know, congratulations to Albany to getting this far. It's been forever since they've been here at Memorial Day weekend in the Final Four. So, you know, for, for Connor Fields to have the season that he's had, um, you know, with this injury, you know, he, he wasn't going to be a senior and go down without a fight. So for him to have three goals and just battle through this huge injury was just you know, Scott Maher even called him. You know, he, the guy's a warrior. He's a true champ, dude. He's so fucking tough. But uh, it, it just, like, was not great whatsoever. You know, he was trying to get to his top side, and they were just completely taking that away from him, and the rollback was just not there. And who would have ever thought, Stephen Jordy, that the goalie of the year, the NCAA Division One Lacrosse goalie of the year, would be pulled in the first quarter? It was, dude, it was tough to watch. I mean, the beginning, I think, you know, you mentioned that uh, Yale got out to that 7-1 to one start. I think that they were shooting 100% when yeah, they got the, I think that they were set. And Matt Gaudet, I mean, his, at least his first four shot. I don't think that he got saved at all yesterday. He had six goals. But at least the four first shots that he had of the game were in the back of the net. Uh, real quick, before. Let's we'll, talk we'll, about we'll, that. We'll get back to you know Jay, the the goalie situation. I, actually, no, no, I don't, we'll yeah. skip it. We'll skip. Yeah, it. Let's, we, let's talk about goalie. Yeah, we, we, we don't need to uh, you know we don't need to pour any uh, salt into the wounds of the Albany goalie there. But dude, Matt Gaudet, I don't. I I'm sorry that it's taken me this. So I guess we're recording this right now on May 27th. I'm sorry that it's taken me this long to realize. But I think he's my favorite player in the nation. Like. Again, like I mentioned, you know, you, you watch him on TV and, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a really good crease attackman. He's really good at understanding when his defender turns his head and he gets himself right to the crease. So good open. at following the back of the helmet. He's, He's so fundamental. So fundamental, so smart. You see that on TV. What you see in person is this kid is the biggest dickhead in college <laughs> across. And I, I mean that in the best way possible. I mean... Dude, this kid from the very opening face-off to the very end of the game, chirping nonstop, talking shit all over the place. There was one time, uh, you know, I think Steve got a good picture of it, a still picture, not a video at all. Yeah, not a video, nope. No. So he scores, it's either his third or fourth goal of the game, and he's in there. So Albany's defense, you know, you huddle up after you get scored on, you talk about what happened. Gaudet's just in there, arms around the defense, just, uh, you know, hopping into that D-huddle, obviously just stirring the pot there, and he's, uh, you know, he's he's a grade A shit stirrer, <laughs> and it's it sucks that it's taken me this long to realize, because I love every aspect of that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah no, no, go on. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was, there was, there was example after example, you know, I think after a second or third goal, he, he goes over to the, you know, the Albany crowd, you know, he's like, can't hear you, can't hear you, waving his hands. 
Then he's got uh, later on at the other end, you know, he does the the classic, you know, snipe with his stick, you know, Selly. So bazooka. It just, yeah, bazooka. It's just like, I mean, the disrespect. He's like, I don't know. Besides, he's got to be the number one villain in like NCAA. Oh probably, yeah, you know, he, like he, any any he, he fits that role, and, and I mean, hey man, he keeps proving it. You know, he's killing it. Yeah, Gaudet has gone full heel, and he does look like The Undertaker, speaking of uh, some wrestling terms. But uh, no, dude, you said it perfectly. I think my favorite one was, yeah, definitely when he went into the huddle, when yeah, the goalie took in the whole defense, but when he went up to that crazy Albany student section and just gave him the ear, just so that I couldn't hear you, I was like, all right, this kid's just absolutely trolling. Yeah, and everyone loves to hate him. and No, everyone hates him, but I think uh, us here on the crease time love to hate him. But, or no. I worded that completely wrong. We love this kid. <laughs> yeah, that's a Rabio flip-flop right there for you. Uh, but speaking of villains, so this matchup in the national championship game is now villain versus villain as far as you know schools go because you've got Yale versus Duke. I mean, if if there are two, two you know universities that people just you know love to hate, it's Yale and Duke. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, you got so many people in the lacrosse world saying we need to grow the game. We need to get diversity in the game. You know, we need the sport to be, you know, we, we can't just let the old uh, mantra of, of it being for, you know, a bunch of rich white kids, you know, keep. Ha- well, you got Yale versus Duke in the national <laughs> championship. So you do the math on that one. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the Terps, they go down there and they were playing in their fifth straight Final Four appearance, trying to make it to their fourth straight national championship game. But they run in to, I mean, Yale, Yale is deep uh, all over the field, but they run, you know, Duke just as deep. They are so, so fucking deep. They are so deep that they had three players score hat tricks in yesterday's 13-8 to win over the Terps. You had our recurring guest Justin Gutterding getting three and three on the day he gets to goal number 210 in his career just adding up to the lead uh, as the all-time NCAA goal leader uh, in, in career goals so you know and he's still got one more game to add on to it more and then a couple of freshmen Joe Robertson and Nakai Montgomery we, we've talked about Nakai uh, you know previously in this tournament I mean the kid is playing on fire right now and not only is he filling up the back of the net uh, but, you know, kind of like Gaudette, the, the sellies are on point. Yeah. And, you know, when you get to this stage of the game and you've got a huge crowd and you're trying to get them involved, when you got a kid like Nakai Montgomery who's just sticking shots and then getting the crowd involved as well with the sellies, huge momentum swing. Yeah. So, I mean, Duke's offense was, uh, you know, they, they were looking like the Duke offense that, that we know them to be. And Maryland just couldn't keep up yesterday. Yeah, and you said it. Duke is deep. And remember, uh, so... For the first game, uh, me, uh, Jordy, uh, Jordy and I and Steve, uh, we were on the field for the first game. Then second game, we decided to mix it up, get nitty gritty, and sit in the Duke student section. And there was actually a couple of, uh, you know, an older, some older Duke alumni guys try to get a Duke is deep chant. Didn't really stick, but they kind of harped on the point that Duke is in fact deep. Uh, like Jordy said, they had three different players with a hat trick. And shout out to Nakai having the hat trick on his birthday. His grandparents were in the stands. They had the signs going on. They were letting it be known. But uh, no, this is uh, this is a Duke team that went up uh, 6-0. And uh, like we talked about, you know, lacrosse is very much a momentum game, a game of runs, especially in Memorial Day weekend. I mean, the Maryland sign was just absolutely dead. They were deflated. And like you said, this game was the most exciting one to watch, but it had different parts. They got it back up to 8-7, and then they tried to claw back, and Duke just had too much firepower. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, I know, uh, like you just kind of touched on Maryland, you know, been here before, mm-hmm. as both these teams have. But, you know, when they got to 8-7, I really thought it was like, okay, you know what, I think I think we're going to see maybe an OT game possibly, you know. like, But uh, obviously, Duke kind of, uh, kind of scored a few more and never looked back. But, um, yeah, really exciting game, and uh, I'm really excited to see how Duke and uh, Yale match up. Well, yeah, well, to get it to 8-7 was probably uh, – the- the biggest bully goal of the season. So we had, uh, you know, to, to get that to 8-7, the Terps were on a comeback, and Tim Rotan's clearing the ball, and he comes up against... Just, I love you, Justin. <laughs> he comes up against, uh, you know, Justin Gutterding, who obviously big friend friend of the program, but, uh, you know, we're, we're journalists here, so we have to yep. mention this. Uh, so Gutterding trying to stop Tim Rotan's on the, you know, he's riding, got his, uh, you know, he's up there at the midfield line. He just gets blown up by Rotan's. Rotan's lowers the shoulder, lays the boom, gets Gutterding to go off sides. Uh, you know, keeps taking it down the other end of the field, dishes it off to Bubba Fairman, the freshman, and then Fairman with an absolute bomb from the top of the box. I thought that that would that like obviously yeah. the momentum was swinging Maryland's way, but I thought that that was going to be one of those goals that's just like, oh fuck, here come the Terps! Like they've yeah. been here so many times before. This is where they're turning it on. Yeah. Um, but like all th- all three of us has mentioned so far, I mean, this Duke team, um, you can go on runs against them, but you're not going to you know. This the team is going to go on a run of their own mm-hmm. as well. Like you're not going to get the last run against John Donowski, uh and and the Blue Devils. So you know this team, like we said, way too deep. And you know if if you go on a run too early, just know that you're leaving them way too much time left on the clock to go on a run of their own. Um, so yeah, I, I think that we're setting ourselves up here for a uh, for a great national championship game. Even if you don't like the two programs, even if you don't like the two schools, even if you're not a Yale guy or a Duke guy, uh, you know, the, the first two games of this, you know, D1 tournament kind of lopsided on both ends. I think that we're, we're going to finally get the game that everyone has been looking for on Monday. Because this has been a season, uh, you know, for the past 17 weeks, I feel like every single weekend we've seen some sort of overtime goal. The theme of this year has kind of been overtime goals. There's been so many. So it is only right for the Lax Gods to bless us with a one-goal game uh, at Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. So we are just as excited as you guys. We will real quick. I want to yeah. see. So you know, it's it's Sunday right now as this podcast is coming out. So obviously, you know, we're about a little over twenty-four hours away from the game. I don't know if that's too short notice. But I would really like to put one in the ear hole of the NCAA and see if we can get them to change the rule here. I would like overtime, scrap overtime, give me a Braveheart, (laughs) give me Justin Gutterding versus Ben Reeves in the Braveheart, Jack Starr versus Danny Fowler in the cage. Um, You know, I I think that, uh, you know, if if this game gets tight and it comes down to one goal at at the end of the game, then I, I think that we need to see the two Tawarton finalists go yeah. at it one-on-one. Yeah, I mean, we, we've always been talking about it, and everyone's been talking about it, who's going to win the Tawarton. And, you know, people have been saying, and, and this is what I'm going to agree with, I'm sure you're going to agree with it, and Steve, you'll agree with it, obviously. Just whoever is, right now, Trevor Baptiste, incredible season, incredible four years. It's going to be Ben Reeves or Justin Guttering. It's going to be the team that, it's going to be the that player who, gets his team to lift up the hardware uh, on Monday. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that as well. You know, especially with, you know, Reeves, how many points did he have yesterday? Nine. Nine. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, if the guy, you know, is That's... like having a goal and assist here and there, you know, then I can make an argument maybe with Trevor. But, like, uh-huh. you know, when they're, when they're not in it anymore, it's really tough to, to, to stay on that, you know. And 
the things that this guy's doing, it's like, it's unbelievable. Especially if he ends up winning and has another six point day. Yeah. I mean, you gotta give it to him. You gotta give it to Reed, or you know, vice versa with with Cutterman. You know, so it's just it's crazy. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, that's that's my thought on it. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you with both of you guys. Um, but you know, so obviously, you know, two to Wharton finalists going at it one you know at uh, on Monday. Um, but let's give a real quick shout out to a couple. You know, they're not to Wharton finalists, but they're absolute studs on their own. Uh, Danny Fowler and JT Giles Harris. They were both the guests on this week's episode of the Crease Dive, and with that win over the reigning champs yesterday. That now keeps the streak alive where current college guests on the crease dive. So when the episode comes out on Friday, they have never, not even one time, lost their next game. So if you come on the crease dive, you are guaranteed to win your next game. So listen, we've got a huge game coming up on Monday. It's the last game of the season. I think that we we might need to start taking you know. I just so, heard so my phone start ringing. We yeah we we're we're gonna need to uh you know we're gonna need to get wooed to to bring someone on the podcast here because it, it's definitely uh it's a definitely a high stakes uh, guest appearance slot so uh, you know whoever comes on the show looks like you're bringing hardware back to your campus. That's <laughs> that's really it. Um, but I mean, dude. When I saw uh, when I saw Danny Fowler walk out of the tunnel, he looked so dialed in. I turned to you. I was like, ah, he's gonna have a ten plus save day, and he ended up with eleven, twelve. Yeah, he, he looked fantastic out there. Yeah, I mean, twelve goals, brick wall in the cage. So I mean, when, when you got J- JT on Connor Kelly all day, like, I, I think he did a very, very good job of guarding him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, you know, with you know JT Jaws, like obviously he is an absolute. Uh, freak, yeah, an absolute specimen. So you know, between JT Giles Harris on defense going up against probably Ben Reeves yeah. uh, tomorrow, and then Chris Fate going up against Gutterding, and then Jack Starr playing out of his mind right now, yeah. and and Danny Fowler playing out of his mind right now. I mean, this is probably the most even matchup uh, that you could imagine in this game, and I I think that you know, like we said, I think we're finally going to get the game that we've been looking forward to all weekend. For sure, I I think if Maryland beat Duke. Yale had a cakewalk. I think Yale matched up against Maryland much better than uh, Yale matches up against Duke. I, I think, I think, like you said, this is the game that we've been waiting for. I think these are two evenly matched teams, and it's just going to come down to, you know, in between the line play and just like the intangibles and just kind of who, who the fuck wants it more at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. No. Real quick. I mean, um, I think it's going to come down to uh, a few things, but I think it's going to be an offensive shootout. Yeah. So I don't think I don't I don't see this as a you know eight seven game. Nine eight game. I think this is going to be like a 15-14 high scoring. Personally, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you know as great as both these defenses are, I think the offense just overpowers on both ends, and I think it's going to be kind of like you know who has the ball at the end of the game. But it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be really high scoring. Yeah, I mean they're, they're both teams like you said. They're just so overpowering. Like you only can have four long poles on the field. The other two midfields on both of them, they're, they're that deep, and they're just. Each kid that gets the stroke pull is capable of scoring at all times. So they're constantly drawing slides. So I, I definitely agree with you there. I think this one's going to be a mid-double-digit score game for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be a great day to have the over. So that is going to be the Monday game between Yale and Duke, the final D1 game of the season. This season started off February 1st. 
Vermont versus Furman, and now yeah, the rivalry, (laughs) and now here we are, uh, you know, four months later, and it it comes down to two teams again. This time it'll be for the national championship at the D1 level. Uh, Before we close out here, though, obviously, um, you know, there's also two more games going on this weekend. They're both for championships as well. We've got the D2 game coming up here, uh, and as well as the D3 championship game here on Sunday. So. Got to give those guys some shine. To, I mean, I, I don't follow D2 and D3 as closely as I wish that I could, and I certainly don't follow closely enough to come on here and try to fake some takes. Uh, so, you know, I, I think we mentioned this in a previous episode, but Robbie O and myself, I think we're both riding with St. Leo and yeah. Wesleyan. Uh, you know, camera guy Steve, you got any picks in these D2 games? So Merrimack, St. Leo, or Wesleyan, Salisbury? Uh, you know what? Uh, shout out. I'd have to go with Merrimack just because uh, I had a buddy that high school that played there. Jamie Chan, shout out to him. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Merrimack. I'm yeah. Gonna go Merrimack. So, uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to risk I like it. that. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I was Merrimack. Then my boy, All-American, Max Allen, graduated from Merrimack. So I'm on St. Leo's, man. But love the team. Love to see a team from Florida kind of just come in and stir up the pot a little bit. As far as, uh, Wesleyan goes, got Xander Coates in the Mountain Lakes legend. Him and all of his friends were out there supporting Brad Smith as well from Duke. You know, that whole class, I guess, is, is chasing rings there. So the boys will be St. Leo's and Wesleyan. Oh, and then Stevie's going to be on Merrimack. Yeah, Merrimack. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we will be out and about. We will be in the, what's called, Lax Fest with all the tents. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be at FanFest. We'll be all over the place. So uh, if you guys are going to be there at the D2, D3 championship games, let us know. We'll be there, and we'll also see you guys all at Gillette on Monday for Yale versus Duke. Last two days of the college lax season. Live it up, soak it in, and most importantly, fuck the fundamentals. Low to high to the day we die, we out. Like I'm in the NBA Know these rats cannot see TSA They found me now I had to relocate Fit to take off on spaceship Riding these hoes like Matrix And fucking her like she nameless Cause the last two was too famous We got that trophy like a champion Fell asleep right on the jet We gone just like a champion No T.I. say hop on a jet We gone 